What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. We'll be talking about the Bulls' recent loss against the Portland Trailblazers and some trends we're starting to see with the Chicago Bulls, and may they be bigger concerns as we head into deeper into the season. We'll talk about all that and more right after this. All right. So the Bulls had a very big lead, what, up to a 20-point lead in this game, lost the game, and even when the Bulls had that big lead, Dame Lillard had not really scored well much at all at that point. So it always felt like, okay, how are the Bulls going to rebound if Dame starts getting hot? They didn't very well. And a lot of the things that I pointed out in the game that were potential problems headed into this game, and that was Portland's rebounding over our rebounding really showed its head in this game. The Bulls with 36 rebounds in this game to the Portland Trailblazers having 44 rebounds. They got out-rebounded by almost 10 rebounds in this game. And that really, not alone, but that really showed once once the Blazers started getting rolling, Dame started getting rolling, he still didn't shoot at the best efficiency uh, tonight. But it was really also as well as just how everyone else was contributing. And then the Bulls, like they tend to do, they, they marched back and they even briefly took the lead back there for a second, but couldn't hold on to it. Um, overall in this game, like there's hard really to point out a lot of what, as far as if you're looking at the box score with the Bulls, they're wrong. Levine shot at a pretty decent clip. 7 for 12 from three-pointers, had 30 points. DeMar scored his 22. We even got a solid scoring contribution from Lonzo with 17. It's just everything, the way that things came together, came together, it really didn't work out for the Bulls. Rebounding is a big part of that. Uh, lack of shot blocking is a big part of that. The Bulls' turnovers in key minutes was also a big part of that. And overall, this was a game that the Bulls felt like they very well should have won because of that big lead, but they weren't able to. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen things like this, right? And usually the Bulls are able to turn around. They have been more times than not at least. But one thing that is really starting to rear its head with this Bulls team is the fact that their inability to hold on to big leads. And that's something that I want to talk about in this video, something that's really starting to concern me with this Bulls team. Again, this isn't the sky is falling. This isn't anything like that. We're still 10-5. and five. The Bulls have been playing very well um, overall. But their inability to, to hold on to lead is something that we've really been seeing since the beginning of this season. Um, and and that's that's going to be a problem as you play with better competition. That's definitely going to be a problem if they can't fix it by the playoffs. That, that, that's going to be a problem overall in general. Now, a lot of things could be said, uh, missing Vooch and everything like that. But still, we, we had this issue when the Bulls were at full shoot. Like I said, this is something that's reared its head all season. And it's something that I think I haven't talked about probably enough, honestly, on this uh, channel is because the Bulls usually have been able to rebound. Even when they get out to, to huge deficits, they've been able to close the gap and everything like that. But still, if the Bulls can't hold on to big leads, we need to look at why. Part of that is the extra, extra possessions. The Bulls' offensive rebounding is one of the worst in the league. And with that being said, if we get cold shooting, we almost are guaranteeing, and just with the way that the Bulls are playing, we're almost giving up offensive rebounds for a chance to play better defense, play in the lanes like we do. We rebound very well on on the defensive end. But because of that, that hole in the Bulls game is going to be something that, especially against great defensive rebounding team, is going to affect us a lot. Second chance points are a big part of the game, and the Bulls really don't get a lot of that just because of their offensive rebounding being what it is. And so this, of course, we've been having this conversation as a fandom for so long of the Bulls, what they're going to do at the four. And this is this is why I highlight, get it that the, the Bulls have a hole at the four. And I think a lot of the conversation has turned into what star the Bulls can get at the four. And they really don't need a star 
big at the four. They need someone who's going to rebound on both sides of the ball, shot block, some scoring ability when needed, right? Especially on pit backs or if they can hit an open jumper, definitely for sure there. And they can run up and down the floor. That's what they that's what they need. All these trade things about what perfect four and whatever star we can get at the four, that's not what the Bulls need. And yes, Tony Bradley gives us some of that, but his role is definitely more off the bench. We need somebody a little bit better than that, honestly. Or maybe we can see something different if we ever... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Start Bradley and Vooch, which can be a, a hole on the perimeter side of defense, even though Tony Bradley has shown that he can switch uh, on the perimeter some. But with that being said, that it's just continually highlighting what the Bulls need to do. And like like I said, in AK and Eversley. I trust. Hopefully we trust as a fan base to continue to approve this team. And I think that they see the same things that we're seeing. They are evaluating this team every day, every game. And hopefully what that means is that they are going to get somebody in here to help fix what our biggest holes are. How they go about that, it remains to be seen. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. really is out of the rotation pretty much at this point. Um, his, I think, $7 million contract could be a big one. But so, so, And something, another thing that Bulls fans do is like players start quote-unquote sucking and they're like oh let's trade them for a star that's not how trade value works now if you have somebody who may be looking to get bought out who may be an expiring deal deal in a year and the team wants to go a different way uh maybe rebuild then yeah maybe we can trade troy brown's contract especially because it's not it's only partially guaranteed next season so maybe we can do that to bring somebody in we still have a trade exception as well um matt thomas's contract like so the bulls have moves and maneuvers that they can do Maybe it may be that they're waiting to the end of this tampering uh, nonsense to go away to see if they want to trade their own first round pick um, to see what they can do there. There's a lot of different things that could be in the works. I choose to believe that the front office is just going to make the decision that they're taking time to evaluate. They're taking time to really peep the scene because you don't want to pull a trade too soon. Right. If that or you don't want to bring somebody in too soon. If down the road, like I said, somebody voices being disgruntled. A team does decide to pull the trigger on going in full rebuild, maybe sell off some assets or whatever else. Um, there's a lot the Bulls can do. So I I, I, I need the, the fan base to calm down a little bit on going right into, oh, Kobe isn't, hasn't scored 20, let's trade Kobe and all of that. And I need to really take a look at the evaluate and evaluate everything that's out there. The Bulls don't need a superstar at the four. They don't need really even a star at the four. They need a quality big at the four. If they can get a star, go perfect. If they can get a younger star with some star, a younger player with some star potential good i know mark uh i know marvin bagley's out there and people are expecting him to be traded and everything like that i'm not saying i'm against it of course it depends on what if the bulls are going to go as far as that we think if they can get him for a first round pick in troy brown jr's expiring contract do it 
I'm like I said, I'm not even against trading Kobe. I just feel like Kobe is eventually. I feel like he's going to give us what he needs once he once he gets out there. And that's another thing. People are t- Kobe hasn't scored a point yet since he came back, and people are quick to judge that it's because they already had a bias thinking that Kobe was the key to fixing the Bulls' issue at the four. When really he's two games back from being out of playing basketball for five plus months. Calm down on that. Wait it out. And even then, you don't want to trade Kobe right now because his trade value is probably at an all-time low right now. Unless you just have a team that believes in his potential like some of us do, then slow everything down. This win was, I mean, this loss was a bad loss. It was a bad loss and it sucks because the Bulls should have been, should have won this game. They should have won this game. They should have, this, this game shouldn't have gotten away from them. In the third and fourth quarters, as you just felt this, the Bulls just losing this game and it's slipping away from them. And it raises the question, does Zach Levine force too much? That may be a conversation for a video of another day. But let me know down below what you guys think. Do you think Zach Levine's forcing a little bit too much? Give me some comments on that because I'll use them in the next video when I talk about uh, specifically that topic. Leave me comments on the video uh, as well. What do you think about the game? Everything like that. You guys voted. I did a poll asking how I can interact with you guys more. You guys have requested, I think by like 80% of the vote, it was more live streams after Bulls games. So I'm going to wait till after Thanksgiving. I know that sucks because it's another week away. Um, and then we'll work, I'll work out. And I may do it between now and then, but I'll have a firm schedule on games I'll be able to live stream after. Uh, because like I said, this isn't just my channel. This is channel for the Bulls fandom. You guys spoke. That's what you want. I'm going to deliver it the best I can. But like I like to end every video on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.